You hear all the bull about diet and exercise. Carbs are evil. Do more cardio. Never eat bread or cookies again. Just do a juice cleanse. We get it. We fell for all of the BS too. It's time to go right to the source with the truth about how to live a healthy, sustainable lifestyle. I am Liz. And I'm Becca. We are your nutrition educators and this is The Food Code. Another week. It's Monday, guys. For those of you that do not know what day it is anymore <laughs> at all, it is Monday. Let right now we're you. recording it on a Tuesday and literally every day I wake up, I have to double check that it's the right day. I know. And my anniversary is tomorrow, so it is Wednesday. And I keep having to like remind myself that it's like huh? going to be tomorrow because I think that every day, literally last week I woke up Friday and I thought it was Thursday. I like went to bed thinking that the next day was Thursday. It was weird. Yeah, I don't know what day I, it is. I think the only thing that keeps me on my schedule is like Nick works on a normal five day a week schedule because yeah. he has a, I don't say normal job, but like he has a, you know, corporate job. Yeah. Um, whereas for me, like the weekends and the weekdays kind of just mend together anyways. Yeah. Um, just because we work when we need to and we take breaks when we need to, which is the beauty of entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. Um and the curse of entrepreneurship. <laughs> <laughs> Last Sunday, I did not open my computer once. And it was great. Yeah. I think I'm going to have to go back to doing that. I kind of got out of that routine for a while because yeah. we were doing these like daily emails and yep. stuff. Um, it was really nice just to spend the day yep. doing a bunch of stuff around the house. And we've kind of talked about that we are finding more things now in quarantine that we want to do. Oh, absolutely. You know, long-term, right? There's we a lot thought that life was, <laughs> life was really good before, but, um, yeah, we're looking at our time, the time we were spending with our family mm-hmm. or you're sleeping more, not going absolutely. to coach. <laughs> so yeah, I think life is going to change a little bit. There's a lot of things that I'm going to really strive to keep in my day to day and things that I'm going to really strive to keep out. Mm-hmm. Cause I think that's the biggest thing is like, we had so much to keep us running around and busy and, Honestly, guys, I think some people are realizing like the busyness of their day to day was keeping them from facing some things too, mm-hmm. like facing emotions and facing, I hate to say it, like your relationship with your significant other or your, you know, family or whatever it might be. Well, yeah, because you're not as quote unquote busy mm-hmm. anymore and you are with those people more. You can't really escape just to go to the store. Like yeah. I know when art used to make me upset, I would go grocery shopping um particularly i'd love to go just browse around trader joe's (laughs) this was like three or four years ago uh but that was what i would do like if i was upset Mm -hmm. instead of getting into heat of the moment like argument and saying things we're really good about that um is like we just don't want to argue like in the heat of the moment because we know that it isn't pretty (laughs) so like we step away and come back but you can't do that anymore and Mm -hmm. one thing for me i realized i probably go to the store way more than i actually need to oh right (laughs) it can be so efficient going once a week i know i really have to think about like what do we i'm looking through my whole cabinet my whole fridge like what what can i make out of meals the things we already have versus like leaving a chicken breast in the freezer for seven weeks straight because i just buy chicken every week so Mm -hmm. why do i need to take it out of the freezer now i'm being much 
more efficient. Yeah. Or like me telling my husband, this is what we have. We're not ordering in. We're not doing this. You're stuck with chicken. We're trying to diversify a little bit because, I mean, you do get tired of chicken like, every day. So we've been into tuna salad lately. Mm. Um, I get the wild caught tuna from Costco. We love that. And he makes really good. We just use like Dijon mustard. Mm-hmm. The paleo mayonnaise, I can't think of the name of it, is like avocado mayonnaise. Yes, Sir Kensington's. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. yep. And then he puts jardinera in there and fresh pickles Yum. that are spicy. So it's really good. So we've been doing like a lot more of that type of stuff. And then, you know, you and I are like creatures of habit yeah. with our bagged salads yep. and sweet I potatoes. Just eat, I eat minimally developed food i'm like what is the minimal amount of time i can spend to create a nutritious meal for myself yep. and that is what i do yeah and i sometimes feel bad because we throw away so much of the toppings or the dressing i know but it's just so easy like everything is just chopped up we want a little bit of the, the toppings yeah. and the rest can be thrown away so you guys becca and i have kind of done some shopping for each other like if i yes. go to costco i get her some stuff if she goes to aldi she gets me stuff so we're not exposing Mm -hmm. ourselves to multiple places and it's always egg whites and bag salads (laughs) (laughs) because we can't find them at a lot of places so if someone one of us finds it somewhere we're like here i found this i'm getting you some i'll give you it to you next week (gasps) well and right now the bag salads at costco and the big things of spinach are 297 because no one is buying fresh vegetables it's crazy so they literally are five dollars less than they normally are that's uh, awesome in normal non-quarantine that's awesome. life i don't know so anyways let's dive into this today we are talking about inflammation which i think is a great time right now mm-hmm. uh, as we are quarantined to start thinking about this um, but i wanted to share my tip or trick with everyone as i have gotten some questions about what do you do for multivitamins what do you take and mm-hmm. you know what are things that i can do to boost my immune system Becca and I have talked about this before. Mm-hmm. There is nothing, no one particular thing that's going to flip your switch to have an awesome no. immune system overnight. It is a largely dependent upon your lifestyle habits, your behaviors, the quality of food, and the foods that you are consuming that could be inflammatory to your body and to your system. So from a supplement standpoint, I personally take the microfactor packets from First Form. Um, the reason that I do this is because one, it's very convenient. They are just packaged in Mm -hmm. one packet each day. I don't have to buy five, six different bottles. So I thought I would just share with you what it has in it. Um, but then also that I still do take my greens, my reds and my vitamin D. So inside of the packet, there's antioxidants, a multivitamin, probiotic, CoQ10, essential fatty acids, Sometimes I will take an other essential fatty acid as well, full omegas from them. And then there's a veggie, a fruit and veggie capsule in here mm-hmm. too. So I personally love it. I find that, um, I am not as bloated and my digestion is much better. So I would correlate that probably to the probiotics Yeah. Um, or my or the fruit and, and veggie capsule for sure. And I got guys before you, if you are unsure ever about what you should be taking, Liz and I always recommend you go get some blood work done because Mm -hmm. everyone's needs are different. Mm -hmm. Everyone has different deficiencies. Everyone eats different foods, which provide different nutrients to the body. And so if you're unsure, we always recommend trying to get some blood work done. There's some at-home stuff that you can look up. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, there's lots of different tests out there. Uh, You can reach out to us if you are looking for some. Um, Do not just blindly Google 
things. Yeah. Just try to talk to your physician first. Um, obviously, in the meantime, eat as varied of a diet as possible of whole unprocessed foods. That's the number one thing you can be doing. Um, but if you want to supplement, it's nice because if you think about it, all of the stuff that Liz just said, if you bought all of those individually would be probably five to six bottles of things for a monthly supply, which is definitely going to be more than the microfactor are, which are, I think, 60 bucks a month. Yeah. If you subscribe, it's 60. If you don't, mm-hmm. it's 65. So um, I'll drop the link in the show notes. That's just my favorite. If you have other questions about different supplements you want us to look at, we're happy to do that. We are very, very keen on quality, though. Mm-hmm. And so I'm not going to review a supplement I've never heard of um, <laughs> because I know that there are a lot of people out there, especially right mm-hmm. now in quarantine, I'm seeing more and more nutrition coaches and online trainers and this pill and this shake and this tea is going to boost your immune system. And they're basically just preying on people who are at home, you know, worried, worried about getting the coronavirus. So anyways, eat well, sleep well, move well, and you won't need as many supplements as what you're seeing in the media. So let's talk about inflammation today. So we're actually going to be doing this in two parts. Um, Inflammation is something that's near and dear to my heart because if you guys don't know, um, I actually have two autoimmune conditions. When I was 11 years old, I was diagnosed with children's rheumatoid arthritis. I woke up one day literally couldn't move, fell out of bed. My mom thought that I was trying to play hooky for school. Um, my grandma lived with us at the time. So I literally like crawled out to the garage, got her walker. I was in so much pain. Like I, I don't, they don't really know still to this day, like what happened. There was some doctors that thought that I got bit by something. Yeah. Um, cause I had just come home from summer camp and we loved like rolling down the hill mm-hmm. there and playing and camping and stuff. So could have been something like that. But yeah, I went through all kinds of testing for Lyme disease, for, you know, other different autoimmune conditions. And what ended up happening was that all of the blood work was negative, but all my symptoms aligned with children's RA. So that's what they diagnosed and that's what they treated. Um, I was on children's, uh, or sorry, not children's. I was on prednisone and methotrexate, very high doses Mm -hmm. for a child, uh, for a good amount of time until I went to the children's hospital in St. Louis and was able to get weaned off of some things. And I would say by the grace of God, I have been fine ever since my mom. Um, she was a, believer and prayed a lot for me. And basically one day it was like, you know what? We're talking to the doctors. We're getting off these medicines and we're just going to trust in God and take it from there. So that said, I mean, weight gain during that process has been something that's been hard to, you know, get off. I still have some like joint pain, especially when it gets cold outside when I'm not eating clean. Mm -hmm. I can totally tell a difference there just with my body and how puffy I feel. And then, you know, of course I still have just some like extra tissue in my hands from all of that. So inflammation is something that most people don't even realize that they have going on internally. Yeah. I think that it's so essentially scientifically what's going on with the body. Inflammation is essentially a process where the body's white blood cells and substances they produce to protect us from infection with foreign organisms like bacteria and viruses, they increase. So the body produces additional white blood cells. Um, You'll see this a lot of times like high white blood cell counts in cancer cancer patients and people that have, um, you know, terminal illnesses, or this is a big marker that they look for when they're diagnosing certain things because your body's trying to fight something. Mm -hmm. Um, In some diseases though, like arthritis, the body's defense system or the immune system, it triggers this inflammatory response when there are actually no foreign invaders like bacteria or a virus to fight off. Um, This is what Liz was talking about with her situation.
situation is you had an autoimmune condition. And so essentially your body is attacking itself. Um, so the body responds as if your tissues, your body's tissues are infected or abnormal. Um, and this creates a essentially inflammatory response within the body, the entire body, because it's attacking mm-hmm. your tissues. Um, versus when a lot of people think of inflammation, they think of like an injury. Um, mm-hmm. For example, like I've torn my ACL, I've ruptured my Achilles. Um, In both situations, I had extreme swelling in those areas of my body, not in other areas, but in those particular areas, which is more acute inflammation, which we'll talk about. Um, But essentially with autoimmune conditions, your body's attacking itself, which can become in some people and in some, you know, certain autoimmune conditions, a very serious problem. Yeah. Yeah, there's a really good book. Um, it's by Catherine Hobson. It's called Is Inflammation Bad or Good for You? Because some level of inflammation Absolutely. is actually good for you. Um, but chronic, what we're talking about here, low level inflammation does play a role in a host of diseases. So mm-hmm. you mentioned cancer. Um, it can be type two diabetes, heart disease, Alzheimer's, and even depression. Yep. Um, and a lot of that goes back to just how you feel day in and day out. And is your body attacking itself? Does it see certain foods as foreign invaders? What are your toxic levels look like? All of these things that you take in, um, I would say mentally and physically, mm-hmm. right? So Absolutely. what you're consuming, um, there's been a few studies that have actually shown, uh, I think it was two shakes. So they basically labeled one shake as like the super mass gains shake. Mm-hmm. It was like 300 calories. Yeah. And then they labeled another one as this was going to be the shake that's going to help you lean out. And just from the cognitive thought processes behind consuming these shakes, some people were showing that they were actually starting to lose weight. It was the same calorie count um, while the others reported mm-hmm. that they were seeing better gains, you know, in the gym. And it was the same exact shake, yep. protein shake. Yep. So it was all about how they thought about things. And so I think that is large in part what um, impacts a lot of people too, even on the inflammatory level, because you can stress your way into. Absolutely. Stress is a killer. Mm-hmm. And I think we've talked about that so often that, you know, stressors on the body uh, create inflammatory responses because your body's trying to basically heal itself. This is it's your body's way of trying to fix whatever is going on. And that could be, you know, a, an injury. That could be you eating inflammatory foods to your body consistently. That could be you sitting in traffic and getting frustrated. Well, there's no traffic right now, but you sitting in traffic or getting in an argument with your spouse or doing something of that nature that's causing this stressful response to the body that the body is trying to calm itself down by essentially turning on the immune system. Yeah. Well, and that's perfect segue into kind of like the types of inflammation. Mm -hmm. Um, So as I mentioned, some inflammation is good. Too much is often bad. So the goal here is to recognize when inflammation is not doing its job and when it can potentially cause problems. So this is like what Becca was saying, signs of inflammation. It's almost like your car's dashboard light going off and it's signaling you that something is wrong. But your response is not to take out the bulb because that's not the problem. Instead, you need to look at what caused that light to turn on. And so mm-hmm. that's what we're going to talk about in this um, today, as well as in part two, more specifically, as far as what types of foods and different mm-hmm. things can be causing inflammation. So there's two types of inflammation here. Um, Becca touched on one of them already, uh, ac- acute. So there's acute and chronic. Those are the two types. People are most familiar with the acute inflammation. So that's where you sprain your ankle, you get really mm-hmm. red, swollen, usually it's hot, um, and you have a lot of pain around your tissues and your joints. Uh, 
because that's your body's response to the injury. So kind of like when you cut yourself, that's mm-hmm. another great example. So when your body is injured, your immune system releases those white blood cells to surround and protect that area. Yep. So in contrast to that, inflammation gets turned up too high sometimes and lingers for a long period of time. If you are going through, you know, an autoimmune condition or if you are consistently giving your body too many stressors or you're consuming foods that are causing this inflammation. So that is essentially where your body continues to pump out white blood cells and these chemical messengers that prolong the process. So that's known as chronic inflammation. So from the body's perspective, it's essentially under constant attack. It's the immune system just keeps fighting indefinitely because our bodies, you guys, our bodies I will never be ceased to be amazed by our bodies mm-hmm. and what they do to keep us alive, to figure out how to thrive, even if we are not treating them in the best way possible. So essentially when this happens, white blood cells may end up attacking nearby healthy tissues and organs. So for example, um, if you're overweight, type 2 diabetic, um, and you have more visceral fat cells, basically the deep type of fat that surrounds your organs, um, the immune system might actually see those cells as a threat and attack them with the white blood cells. So the longer you're overweight, the longer you're persisting that problem, the longer longer your body can remain in this state of chronic inflammation. So research has essentially shown that this chronic inflammation, like Liz said, is often associated with heart disease and diabetes and cancer and arthritis and bowel diseases like Crohn's disease and ulcerative colitis. (laughs) Um, So it's, it's a chronic state of inflammation. And I think of it as like low level swelling of the entire body. And so oftentimes when we have clients you know, do maybe a restriction protocol where we remove some Mm -hmm. common inflammatory foods, they immediately feel like they're just, it's like a balloon is getting deflated. They're Mm -hmm. like, I just don't feel puffy. I don't feel swollen because you essentially have this overall inflammation of the entire body almost. Well, and some people, they just think that it's normal. That's, Mm -hmm. you know, they don't know that there's a way of living to feel optimal, to be have able to think more clearly to have energy throughout the day and not need two, three, four cups of coffee, especially in the afternoon. Right. And so they just think that it's something else. It's either stress related Mm -hmm. or it is sleep related, things like that. And all what it boils down to is inflammation in the body, which is stress related, but also that can impact your ability to sleep and get quality of sleep. So chronic inflammation, I mean, it's interesting as you look at kind of like the correlation between these diseases and inflammation, it's not really known what the exact impact is kind of like the chicken and the egg scenario. So Dr. Schimmerling asked the question, does chronic inflammation increase the risk of these ailments or is it a byproduct? So it's not always clear. So if you are at risk of one of these diseases or it runs in your family, the best thing that you can do is to minimize your inflammation, right? Mm -hmm. Because you know that overreactive and chronic inflammation wreaks havoc on the body. Just as I was talking about like rheumatoid arthritis, that's a really good illustration of what we're talking about. That is where you chronically inflamed in your joints, your skin, your eyes, your lungs, your heart, and all of the blood cells throughout your body. You're just that puffy kind of like big balloon. And that's exactly what I was. I honestly felt like a roly poly mm-hmm. or the Pillsbury Doughboy. Yeah. Um, I was just so like puffy to the point where I couldn't even bend my fingers. Mm-hmm. So like when I was doing schoolwork, my mom had to help me write. Um, that was very painful because of all of the extra swelling in my fingertips. Yep. So besides all of this, you know, that we're talking about as far as like RA and autoimmune and arthritis, there's abnormal inflammation that 
is responsible for other itis conditions. So bursitis, inflammation of your elbow, knee, shoulder. We mm-hmm. see that a lot with yep. training, right? Um, especially those are strength training. Or hepatitis, which is inflammation of the liver. Yep. And kind of what you mentioned before, and I do have some clients with this, but that colitis, gastritis, yep. all of those types of things go back to low-level chronic inflammation. Yep. And it's essentially your inf- your bowels are inflamed in those situations where you get irritated by a lot of foods that are, you know, going into the body and you have to remove a lot of those things to help relieve some of this. And this can be a really frustrating process for a lot of people because yes, you can be technically diagnosed with, you know, SIBO, small intestinal bacterial overgrowth, or, you know, an ulcerative colitis or other digestive situations, but Everyone, again, is different and has different responses to these and has different, you know, foods that cause the trigger of that response and that irritation. Um, And I think like Liz was saying, unfortunately, there are a lot of people that may not realize that they're chronically inflamed, that they may not realize that how they're feeling every day is not normal and that there's an entirely better way to live your life than waking up with chronic joint pain or waking up with a stomach ache every day or waking up or going to bed feeling bloated every day or not even realizing that you're bloated Mm -hmm. and just thinking that you know you got a belly and you got to lose it like there's I think sometimes this normalcy that we create that isn't normal right and it's we we think that it is because it's what we felt for so long because we haven't changed our diet we haven't changed our outside stressors we haven't changed our lifestyle or our sleep or our stress but essentially we want to help you guys hopefully start to be able to identify what signs of inflammation might be and then essentially you know what common foods you can watch out for or maybe start to experiment with on your own um, to help you maybe feel better than you're currently feeling because maybe right now I know it's a lot of maybes, but maybe right now you aren't actually living your best life. Yeah. So let's kind of talk about some of the signs of each type. So we're going to start with acute. Um, and I really like this acronym. It's called PRISH. So <laughs> an acute inflammation or inflammatory response, you're going to have five things here. Number one is pain. So the inflamed area is likely to be painful, especially during and after touching it. Chemicals that stimulate nerve endings are released, making the area more sensitive. Think about you have a swollen ankle and somebody goes to wrap your ankle up and you're like, I just want to kick you in the face. It hurts, right? (laughs) Uh, Redness. This occurs because the capillaries in the area are filled with more blood than usual. Immobility. So there's some loss of function in the region of where the inflammation is. Again, that's what I was just talking about with my hands. Uh, Swelling. This is caused by the buildup of fluids. And then heat. So more blood flows to the affected area and this makes it warm to the touch. So those are the five acute inflammation signs. Um, and they only apply to inflammations of the skin. If inflammation occurs deep inside the body, such as like an internal organ, or you've Mm -hmm. had surgery or something like that, only some of these signs can be noticeable. Yeah. So in terms of chronic inflammation, there's a little bit different. So chronic inflammation can result in general fatigue, which is why a lot of people Mm -hmm. don't think that it's what they're eating. They're like, I'm just tired. I'm, I have so much going on. I'm Mm -hmm. busy. Um, mouth sores are actually a sign of chronic inflammation. Um, Your body is trying to manifest Mm -hmm. essentially what is going on internally. Uh, Chest pain, abdominal pain, fever, rash, joint pain. So if you kind of notice what these differ by, they're more overall. Your body, other than the mouth sores, you know, these are large parts of your body where large organs live, where, where a big part of function of your body exists and your body's trying to essentially manifest. And uh, you guys, you do not want it to get to this point. 
You do not want it to get to the point where you are having rashes, where you are having, you know, migraines or chest pain Mm -hmm. or experiencing anything like this because at that point, guess what? The inflammation has got pretty bad. Yeah. And so you're going to need treatment, right? Yes. And just kind of we talked about in the beginning, like you need to get tested, see a doctor. Many times it's an endocrinologist. They're looking at your labs. You're waiting three months to see them. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. And, you know, by this time, most people are prescribed prednisone, mm-hmm. um, you know, or another steroid, which is really hard on your immune system. That was something for me that as a child, you know, my immune system wasn't fully developed yet. And so being on these heavy doses of steroids that put me at more risk for sickness and illness down the road. And if you have, you know, an autoimmune condition, you are more susceptible and more likely to develop another autoimmune Mm -hmm. condition because you're not taking care of the underlying factors. So notice that we're not talking about anything that's really like external, like your weight, things like that. We're all, we're talking about everything that's going on internally and how it's manifesting itself externally. A lot of this will have to do with your gut as well. Mm -hmm. So your gut health and your gut flora, your gut bacteria, how that impacts your HPA access, your hypothalamus, your thyroid, you know, everything in your body. It's kind of like we've talked about before on different podcasts, your gut is like the second brain. And so what you're putting into your body is either going to make this worse or it's going to make it better. And so that's what we're going to talk about in part two is we're going to talk about the common inflammatory foods, some uncommon inflammatory foods that even I learned about as I was researching further for this Mm -hmm. um, and some things that you can start doing in your day-to-day immediately. Um, But right now we'll leave you with this. We want you to start to take note. Uh, Do you have joint pain? Do you have fatigue? Do you ever feel like your skin is getting really dry? It doesn't always Mm -hmm. have to be a rash. But, you know, you think about um, dry patches of skin, different seasons that you go through. Don't just chalk it up to it's cold outside yep. or it's winter or have dry skin. I mean, right now we're all washing our hands yeah. like 80,000 <laughs> more times than, you know, I think we were before. But pay attention. Your skin is your largest organ in your mm-hmm. body. And that's a very good telltale sign, even if it's things like acne yep. or Um, you know, little spots on your arms, stuff like that. So take note, kind of do a self-analysis over the next couple of days. And then on Wednesday, we'll be back and we'll talk part two. And if you have any questions in the meantime, as always, you know where to find us and you know that we welcome any messages from you and we hope you have a great Monday. Have a good day, guys. Thank you for spending your time with us. We are honored to be able to help educate you and improve your life. If you've enjoyed this, please take a screenshot, share it on Instagram and tag us at lsn.coach and leave us a five-star reading and review on iTunes as this helps us grow and reach others. So if you have any questions, feel free to shoot us a DM or an email and we will talk to you soon. Have a great day.